0: We are here.
1: We, How are we doing, guys?
0: Um, we could be better, to be honest with you, Barry. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Well, our behind-the-scenes and football brains, uh, Mike Poland and Paul Stewart uh, from across the pond, and uh, bring some of their expertise and their observations from the uh, the Monster game the other night. And, uh, and then our special guest, he should be logging in any minute. So I had a I had to put up our little um, our little uh, "Wish You Were Here" kind of sign because uh, one of the guys that did have a good game was uh, was Rico Dowdle, and so when oh. you hang around us, you know, good things happen. He was at our event last weekend, so, <laughs> so, uh, <Yeah>. last Saturday <laughs> before the game, anyway. But uh, you
3: inspired just, him then. You inspired, yes, sir, him yes, sir. That's, uh, you know, good <laughs>
2: things happen when they hang around us at the event. So, <laughs> so yeah, we had a good line of good time, but we'll. Uh, We'll come back to that and talk about this weekend as well. So, um, but, uh, anyway, it's, uh, I thought I, um, well, we're going to bring, of course, Isaiah on and kind of thought we'd start. I want to just ask him about his mindset and things like that. What, what he feels, you know, as a player, as a former player, like, what do they go through? What goes through your mind after being so great? Uh, so we'll come to that as well. And, and, uh, I guess we can give a shout out to some of the sponsors, um, uh, Pacheco's taco bar, uh, for our event this weekend will be our, he's the official food provider of Cowboys experience, had some awesome tastings. Actually, the players all, all took some to-go plates and, and loved it. Uh, Ocedia tequila, uh, produced here locally in Dallas and then Hoppin Sting Brewery over in beautiful Grapevine, Texas, which, uh, I talked to the owner yesterday and he and informed him of all the, uh, the big uh, takeover invasion coming to the brewery from uh, the UK, Germany and Italy and all the guys coming over. So that'd be the Friday after Thanksgiving. We can talk about that then as well. So, oh, yeah, yeah. so, uh, um, yeah, it was, it was a tough one, I guess. Huh? I mean, after everything's looking like, gosh, Super Bowl champs coming, here they are. And and also, boom, as Michael said, they got they got beat up a little bit and surprised mm-hmm. and shocked and, and
0: uh, yeah, definitely. But uh, I, if there's one person's opinion, I would like to hear the most is our special guest, and he's actually right here right now. Okay, super. Here, here he is.
2: We'll give an introduction here to our special Mr. guest, Mr. Here Mr. Grammy, our, a former Dallas Cowboy player, a former Super Bowl champ, um, the current analyst, NFL analyst, and for the Cowboys, for the NFL Insider. Co-owner of Steadfast Fitness and Performance, and uh, just does an awesome job at everything. He's probably going to start teaching courses on time management because I don't know how he does it.
0: Jeez, oh, uh,
2: Isaiah's Stamback, <laughs> our, our wow. Our friend,
1: so. hey, yeah, my, my, my wife would be on board for me trying to figure that one out too. <laughs> <laughs> how you guys doing, man? All right. Uh,
0: better i mean we're happy that we're we're, we're happy that uh, we can actually move on from last week to next week so yeah i think yeah. that's pretty much it I, yeah. I said
2: i said earlier i just i'll start just with one quick question mainly about mindset but i was posting because our we had rico Dowdle out last weekend the saturday before the game and he right. I said look what happens when you hang out with us a little bit before <laughs> your game you, you know we bring you some good vibes and everything else yeah. so, <laughs> so we we're happy for him and to get his touchdown as well, but what, what is I guess what I ask you because you, you're great on this too, being a former player, but like what goes through their minds now, like this week of, of just looking at the from the top of the mountain, it seemed like that nothing could you know go wrong, and now all of a sudden they come out like whoa, what happened there? Um, they try to forget about, it, they move on. Like how does how does that you know that mindset happen this week? So
1: yeah, for sure. I mean, I think the first thing that you have to do is you have to acknowledge the faults right you have to go back and you got to watch the film that's number one i know a lot of people think that you know obviously when you have a showing that's less than what you um less than what's desirable and less than what you're capable of that you should just simply just throw it away and keep on pushing that's not how you go about your business right the old saying is you know you're bound to repeat uh, history if you don't acknowledge it so um you know the guys have to, first of all, watch that, take their grades, get their critiques, um, look at the good, look at the bad, and face it head on. And once you do that, then you work to ensure that those things don't happen again. And every, that's, the, that's the thing about the NFL, man. Everybody's getting paid. Everybody's a professional. Everybody's one of the best in the world. You know, that's that's the reality. You know, there's 1200, yeah. guys, 1,200 guys that are playing this game out of the however many hundreds of millions that wish they could. Yeah, so, for sure. You're going to face really good competition. You're going to face coaches that have your number. Um, there were some things that I presented on the Cowboys platform that leading up to that where I told everybody, I was probably one of very few people who said that Arizona was going to present some problems for Dallas. Now, did I predict that they were going to lose? Not even a little bit. But yeah. I did think that they were going to cause them some issues, especially in the first half, um, mainly because of their system, and their scheme, not necessarily their personnel, but their system uh, has given Dallas issues in the past. And that system mm-hmm. was offensively. They run a very Philadelphia Eagle-ish offense in terms of you think about Jalen Hurts and what he does in terms of the zone read, in terms of throwing on the goal, yeah. and the misdirection, the, the motions. All those things have given Dallas – Dallas defense of the past of the most recent past, some issues. Um, San Francisco does a lot of, a lot of uh, misdirection that gives Dallas is, that gives them issues. Um, it has, has been problematic for them. So those are things mm-hmm. that you're going to look at and identify prior to the game and say, Hey, this is something I need to put in more film study on. I need to be more disciplined. This is an area of concern for us because we fall victim to these types of teams. Defensively. Uh, I mean, I mean, offensively, you know, I, the Philadelphia Eagles defense in terms of what they did in terms of uh, their schemes, hiding coverages, you know, I don't, you guys can go back to last year when Dak was struggling with trying to identify exactly what the coverages were. Well, a lot of that came at the hands of the Philadelphia Eagles, if you guys remember. So who was the head coach for Arizona? O'Gannon, Gannon, who happened to be the defensive coordinator for the Philadelphia Eagles from last year. So hmm. there's a lot of similarities, a lot of things that really carry over. And so, so often, everybody looks at just personnel, right? Because there's fantasy football and yeah. <laughs> all kinds of bets and everything else. Everybody gets so caught up on the on the personnel side, and not enough is put on the the genius uh, of the strategy aspect of the game from these offensive and defensive coordinators.
0: Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. It's funny that you mentioned like a fantasy. I think no one expect. I know that we're talking Cowboys here, but I don't think anyone expected Miami to put seventy on Denver.
1: My goodness, I could. I could that, have was, that was that was personal. That was uh, on a number on a number of fronts. That was personal. So I could have predicted a chain to do that. <laughs> I mean, that was that was personal for a number of reasons. You know, you think about Sean Payton when he became when he retired to get out yeah, of the contract, yeah, and became a, a analyst. You know, he did not speak highly of Tua at the quarterback position. He did not speak highly of my of McDaniel's at the at the when he was a head coaching candidate. He was not. He didn't speak kindly of those two. So you know, as we like to say, we keep receipts. As Dion Sanders likes to say, you know, you kept you keep receipts <laughs> and things like that. Yeah. So now all of a sudden you're facing that position. So that was, that was personally towards Sean Payton. Organizationally, McDaniel's had a grudge against him because when he was a ha- a head coaching candidate. And Denver needed, was in need of a head coach. They were in search of a head coach. They wouldn't even give him an interview. Wow. So That's that crazy. was that was very personal in terms of that game. And he could have made it worse, but he backed down a little bit.
0: Yeah, uh, I, yeah. I, 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 can, I couldn't believe it really because I, I, remember just like watching the first quarter and stuff like that, cause like through red zone and stuff like that, then. I decided to watch the main game on our British broadcast and stuff like that. And next thing I know, I checked my fantasy football app, and it's like Raheem uh, star It's like 50, like 35 plus points. I was like, wait, hold on a minute. What the hell is going on? Then I tuned back on, and <laughs> yeah. it was like 56 to uh, 60, uh 17 or something at the time. Yeah, uh, I can't remember, uh, Or 13. Mm. Um, I was just like, what? Then, then it just bumped up to seventy. Crazy. We had
1: a we had a discussion on talking cowboys this morning that uh, John Machota he brought up a conversation about which team. It was a reference to going to the Super Bowl, but we kind it kind of turned into which team do you feel is more dangerous: Miami, Philly, or San Francisco? Oh, and and I think hmm. he threw I think he threw Buffalo and Kansas City in there as well. And I told him I said, I, for me, it's Miami. For me if you take a fully healthy roster for all those teams you know what San Fran's going to do San Fran's going to I mean they they are San Fran okay Philadelphia both of those teams are going to beat the crap out of you in the trenches and you got to find a way to stop it the the difference is for me Miami's offense is so explosive and they're so fast that you can't stop it <laughs> you can't stop all of it. You know what I mean? Like yeah, there's man. no scheming up speed. You can't you can't do it. And, and Tua makes great decisions. He's smart. He has a cannon of an arm. Um and then you take the genius of McDaniel's a company with that talent, and it's just like, what do you do against that? Seems and like
2: Tyreek's on kind of a mission this year, too.
1: Absolutely. He wants to hit two thousand yards. And then <sighs> and then you look at it on the flip side, who's not playing for them right now defensively? Mm. Ramsey. Yeah, that's true. People forget that they have Ramsey that just yeah, sit yeah. Here waiting to I come forgot, off high totally
0: yeah. actually Yeah. <laughs> yeah they're they're,
1: pro- they're problem. The only reason why they didn't make a run last year is because of Tua's concussion problems.
0: Yeah. Like, I think uh, out
1: of
2: all of them with Sam Fran. I'm still not sold on that quarterback yet. I still pretty, think, Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think I think I think he's a good quarterback. I do think he's a good quarterback. I don't I don't I wouldn't put him in a category of a Tua.
0: Fresh. I think I, to me, I think Brad pretty small. like he's steering the ship for San Francisco until they get someone better. Yeah. I, if I'm being I know, perfectly I honest,
3: I just don't think they're a core back reliant team with the way that that roster is built. It doesn't need uh, a top core back to, nope. to keep things in motion,
1: nope, kind of like how
3: r- Georgia was last year getting to the night with Stess and Bennett.
0: You just need a bus
1: driver. Yeah,
0: it okay. is. there we go. Yep. But yeah, yeah but to talking about the Cowboys, you kind of mentioned like, so we're struggling, like, so how we struggle as Arizona. I, for me, like, Paul, you look I've hurt, up, man.
1: You look like you're hurt by
0: this right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I am. Mean. I am. Yeah, I you am. Okay. Yeah, we both say, yeah, because okay. yeah, it seems to be like, I'm, I'm going to use these references as a point here. So 2019 New York Jets, when we lost to Sam Darnold, then there was the 2020 game against the Cleveland Browns, where they had the running back, it came off a fisherman's boat and actually killed us in the run game. Like, I'm just like, it seems to be, whenever we're so many heavy, like, we're very heavy favorites, like 75% favorites to win the game, yeah. it seems like we just seem to have this approach, like, it's going to be fine. Like, just from a fan's perspective. Yeah, I
3: mean,
1: I don't, I, I know part, of that, part of that comes because of how much attention the Dallas Cowboys get. So when they're yeah. successful, and they're dominant in their first two outings. Of course, they're going to they're going to get all that gas and they're going to listen to it. The noise. I mean, so I don't care if you block out the noise. The noise is like water. Some of it is going to get through, you know, so mm. yeah, there's there. That's that's part of it. But at the same time, everybody is acting as you know, I know the Michael Parsons comments about playing down. Like I thought that was dumb because you can't play down to an opponent that you've never played. Mm. Um, yeah. You know, you don't know what they're capable of. And. And everybody's looking down upon the Arizona Cardinals. Again, one of the reasons why I wasn't was not only because of the strategy, not only because of their coaches um, and some of the personnel that they have in place, but how many points did they lose by in their first two games collectively? Yeah,
3: mm-hmm. yeah. seven. Yeah,
1: seven collectively. So it wasn't like these guys were not a, a, a non you know competitive team. These guys had been competitive through the first two weeks through against some good teams. So they are capable. And they their quarterback still relatively new. Oh, and by the way, Joshua Dobbs you know, was on a was on a roster for Tennessee Titans last last year for one week. And he gave you problems. So you mm. couldn't sleep on him. He's been in he's been in uh, Arizona for a month. <laughs> so he said four times as much time than he did last time he played you. And he's familiar with you. He's not scared of you. Right. Uh, did you see his response to Micah Parsons?
0: Oh, there was a, like I've a tweet something, something yeah. like something, the merchandise or something that wasn't it? Like yeah. he's got. a, I'll, a I'll, I'll,
1: or something.
3: Gonna... So
1: Michael Parsons does a stream for his video. He plays Madden and does a stream with fans, right? And I guess one of the one of the comments that Michael Parsons made on his stream was that he's gonna. He was leading up to the game. He had mentioned that he was putting Joshua Dobbs on a bulletin board and he was gonna be <sighs> throwing darts at him, right? Pretty much, I'm gonna be taking oh. shots at him, you know, whenever I can. So. After the game, I think it was yesterday or maybe the day before, Joshua Dobbs put up a, a TikTok video, I believe it was, of mm. uh, somebody throwing darts at him and he was yeah. dodging darts. Yeah. And he awesome. said, Woo, that was close. He said, Arizona. He said, Go, carts.
0: <laughs> <laughs> at the same time, like fair play that you come up with a response, but at the same time, a lot, like, it's just so cringe.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. you know <laughs> the good news uh, for Dobbs is that he doesn't have to worry about facing Micah again this year <laughs> that's true really. uh, but I
3: think what, what what Dobbs does though is he shows because um, I, I was just writing about it yesterday about the uh, and today about the issues with the Cowboys defense yeah. is that it's very noticeable now, even from last season, that a big problem this Cowboys' defense has is facing scrambling and rushing quarterbacks. It's yeah, just the big... The, it's the RPO. It, it's,
1: it's just,
3: I, I get it that, that all yeah. teams, no teams are infallible, that wherever there is, there's a weakness. Mm. But it's just that this Cowboys' weakness uh, of being able to restrict rushing quarterbacks is a huge clearing hole. The,
1: the, the reason why, again, it comes down to scheme, Yes, the, yeah. the ability of the quarterback plays a part in it because you're not going to have that type of offense without that without that attribute at the quarterback position. However, yeah. the reason why that offense that style of offense gives Dallas problems is because Dallas is known for being relentless and going 100 miles per hour balls to the wall, right? <laughs> Mike Marston comes up the ball, he's coming at you, he's going to hit you in the mouth. When you have a, that style of offense, now you have to stop and think. Mm-hmm. I have to stop and I have to make a decision. Am I going with the running back or am I going with the quarterback? Now I can't play with my hair on fire. I take that yeah, 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 yeah. game. Um, also, I have more responsibilities. If he hands the ball off and he comes out on a, on a naked bootleg, I need to make sure that if he decides to keep the ball, that I can still get to him. So I can't come down the line of scrimmage 100 miles per hour and go blow up the running back because he might be pulling it and keeping it. Right. So it just adds a lot of other wrinkles that you don't have to face with other teams. <clears throat> so as you approach the game against New England, New England doesn't propose those problems. New England lines up and runs and hits you in the mouth. Um, One thing they do propose is they run a very intricate passing system. Yeah, I'm kind of glad
0: you asked that because we've got a comment from Ash is actually asking the question, are the Patriots receivers a good litmus test for Bland on the
1: outside? I can tell you it's less to do with the personnel, more to do with Billy O'Brien. He was my he's my former quarterback coach slash offensive coordinator from my time in New England, and this is probably the most who fiery competitive coordinator that I played under. Wow! And he's he's a he's the he's a jerk in in the nicest way you can say it, right? If, if there's a weakness and you and you show that you have a weakness, he is going to test the crap yeah. out of you. Yeah. He is going to come directly at at, at Duran Bland, especially if he's not switching sides. If he knows what side he's on, he is going to make his life a living hell. And it's, it is just it is, it is what it is. He's going to DB twenty six is going to have plenty of opportunities to redeem himself. From his from his underperforming uh, show, he he put out there last week, and I know he's going to do everything he can to perform better. He's that type of guy. He's a good kid, good good cornerback, uh, good competitor. Um, but he he was on an island, and it looked like he was on Gilligan's Island by himself the, uh, the other day. Um, he was struggling on the outside. He looked like a fish out of water. Um, he'll work to be better, but he will be tested. Billy O'Brien will test him out. Absolutely, he will.
0: Hmm. Interesting. Um, just trying to think, also as well. Like I will say though, I will give the card like like no, uh, just kind of still reflecting back with the Cardinals, and we'll move on to the likes of the Patriots. But I will give the Cardinals credit; they came out firing in that game from the get go. Like it seemed like they were like willing to prove all the critics wrong in that game, and they fully they deserved the victory. We have to admit. They were actually were like in all aspects of the game, offensively, defensively, and special teams, they were on par.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're a good team. Yeah. They're a good team. Do they have the, the personnel? I mean, yeah, they don't have the personnel Dallas has nowhere near it. Shouldn't even when you yeah. look at it on paper, it shouldn't even be a competition. But yeah, you sit back and look at it, their quarterback is respectable. The running back is a dog. He's been a dog, you know, his entire career. You know, a uh, uh, under marketed dog, but he's a, he's a, he's an absolute beast, right? Any, nobody's mm-hmm. gonna say no. I don't want James Conner on my on my team. Nobody, it's not gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Um, take him in a heartbeat. You know, you look on the outside and they got the probably you know next to Miami, maybe the fastest receiving corner in the league. I mean, these he's guys kind of, they was. across the board. So, oh, yeah. they're you know, they got they have dudes. Zach Ertz is you know still chugging along somehow, some way. Um, he you know he's not what he used to be, but. They have resources, man. They got guys mm-hmm. that can make plays and they have good coaching. It's the first year underneath this coach. They're figuring things out, but they have a good foundation and they have good direction.
0: Yeah, it, 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 it kind of feels like now after the game, it feels like it's kind of like do they really deserve to be owned to before playing this? Because when yeah. obviously, like some of the football they were playing were actually very complimentary towards their system and stuff like that.
1: So, yeah, but, mean, yeah. I mean, that's why you don't look at that. Stats have a role; they have a place, but they don't tell the whole picture. They really don't mm. tell the whole picture. I mean, if, if I if I to sit up here and tell you, you know, hey, the Arizona Cardinals and the Cincinnati Bengals are both going to be one and two, you look at me like I was crazy.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: You know, but it is what it is. You know, you got whether it's the Chargers are zero and three.
0: Oh no, they they won against the Vikings. Did they, win? Did they
1: win against the Vikings. Who's zero and three? So back the, at
0: the very end. So who did uh. this play? I will check for that right for you right now. I say Cincinnati,
2: Whoever check.
1: Cincinnati just beat, they're zero three, and they're a good team. Oh, that uh,
2: wasn't isn't what's what's Minnesota? Is Minnesota all in three?
1: Minnesota might
3: be. Yeah, they are.
0: Uh, so is the Denver Broncos and uh, the Chicago Bears and the Vikings and the Carolina Pan- Panthers. So we've got f- one, two, three, four teams that are. Winless right now. Well, that's that's
1: wild. (laughs) Yep, that's wild. I'm gonna get back to you guys. There we go. All right. Um. Yeah, it's crazy, man. So I mean, it's it's the NFL, man. That's what's awesome about it, right? That's why you watch it. It's competitive. You got to change things up. You know, you're you're about to play a New England team. I I just talked about their offense a little bit. They use their tight ends like crazy. They have a two-headed monster at tight end at in Hunter Henry and Gasecki. Oh, they got yeah. Yeah. They use them. Stevenson comes out the backfield. Stevenson right now on their team is is third in targets, fourth in yardage, at receiving. Uh, so they mix him in there. We all know how deep their running back room always is. So yes, Zeke is there, but he's not the only man that will be used. Um, you know, Kendrick Bourne is is a very smart, very smart receiver. He understands zones. I have to I have a ton of film to watch tonight, so uh, it's going to be a late night for me. But. Um, He's very smart from what I have seen so far. He is um yeah, he just does a great job.
3: And they got the rookie as well playing from the slot. He's he can be a sleeper if you don't pay attention.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean they, they have some dudes and then on the defense side of the ball, we we know they got some dogs over there. A lot of power. I, I do have
0: an injury report regards to the New England Patriots as of right now. So, yeah. currently just now, so Cole Strange is questionable. Yeah. Uh, Sidney Gow is questionable. Both of them are guards. Daniel Ikalali, he's an IR um, at the moment. Christian Batamore, he's a defensive tackle. He's questionable. That's a big and one. yeah, and uh, cornerback Jonathan Jones is questionable. Okay. Bar-
3: right Barmore is the big one from Alabama. Yeah. He's, mm-hmm. He's the. What, what, is, there o- any, o- o- is there anybody
2: from our team, Isaiah, that you think is concerned? I'm not sure what's up with Tyler Biadish, but. Uh...
1: Uh, I'm concerned about Tyler Biadish. They brought in uh, a center on practice oh, squad so, today.
2: So they so, did
1: that today, yeah. I, I will say, though, I thought,
0: all things considered, him and TJ Bash uh, actually did a re- respectable job, yeah. all, thing, all things considering, Like. Yeah. People kind of like give them like it's like, oh, then obviously they're not by Irish, they're not Zach Martin, but I think all things considered, their pass protection was actually pretty good. Um even though Zach a Dak did get sacked, but a lot of the blame could be put on maybe shot in one of those plays. Um, well
1: you had you don't, he don't a rough night. I mean yeah. he, just, he had a he had a he had a rough night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One one to forget, but <laughs> so to say Yeah, I mean, but to your point, Hoffman and yeah, Hoffman, Hoffman did a great yeah. job um he's st- he definitely stepped up for sure i did i did not expect him to step up in that in that role and be able to be as productive as he was um but the re- you know you're you're still missing and i mentioned this on the fan the other day that you're you're meant mi- you're missing your top five guys hmm. you know yeah. you need your, you you've never had your this starting five has never played a game together yeah Ever. No. So in terms of what is this offense capable of, you don't know what this offense is capable of, you know. And we know that Dak needs to run. Well, guess what? Even though you're running and, you, and Tony Pollard's getting his touches, Rico Dowdle's doing his thing, you still don't know how effective you could be on the ground game, which means that you don't know how effective you could be with Dak passing.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of like the Cowboys injury report, this is now according to ESPN. So. Tyron Smith is still questionable. Bayadish is questionable. Zach Martin questionable. Now we've got Chuma Adoga questionable. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah so That's not it's, not, it's not looking good. And the thing is, though, we only literally have Asim Bitchers, TJ Bash, uh, TJ uh, Bass, mm-hmm. sorry, and uh, Brock Hoffman as our backups. So we might need to
3: start outsourcing for other players at some point, perhaps. Question for you, though, right, Isaiah? When I seen the starting lineup on the offensive line, is keeping Tyler a guard rather than putting him to tackle with a doger, yeah. was that more of trying to create Tyler B. Ardish to stay in one position now rather than flexing him in and out all the time?
0: Um, you, for don't development. Want
1: be, you don't want to be moving Tyler, uh, Tyler Smith around. You, you don't want to move him around. You want him to be able to play one position, man. You asked above and beyond last his year, call man. of duty last year, and he he answered the call. You know, it's uh, it would be unfair to ask him to continue to do that because you yeah. feel to bring in more guys. It's just, yeah. So that leads like, what when while. you think it's when, when I think see that, it, that's what I thought.
2: Yeah, when do you think they make that permanent change to move Smith back over to tackle for good for the rest of the next six, eight, seven, nine years, whatever you know
1: when Tyron is either hangs it up or has unfortunate something happens to him that he has to, he's done that at that point, that decision will be made.
0: Hmm. Hmm. Interesting.
1: Trying um, to so think, well,
0: so I've also got the, the matchup predictor here as well. So currently just now Dallas are 68.6% favorites to 31.2% for the Patriots right now. Um, reading out the stats just now, Mac Jones is seven hundred and forty-eight yards, five touchdowns, two interceptions. To Dak, he's six hundred and forty-seven, to three touchdowns and one interception. Uh, Stevenson, the running back, forty-six carries for one hundred and thirty-four yards with one touchdown, and. Tony Pollard is 62 carries, 264 yards with two touchdowns. And in terms of leading, uh, leading receivers, it's born with 14 receptions, 159 yards, two touchdowns. CD Lamb, 19 receptions and only 273 yards. The point I was going to make about this, are we concerned about our wide receivers not putting points in the board? Because we have none at all right now. It's now week three. Sorry, going into week four.
1: Um, It's less about your receivers, more about how they're being utilized. I actually plan to break that down um, this week on on film for the Cowboys on their platform. Actually, I do a segment every week called Film Room for them, where I break down some film and things to kind of look out for. Um, But I think on this week's episode, of special edition, I'll be breaking down as to what is happening right now, at least in regards to Brandon Cooks. and. Yeah, they're not being utilized the way in which they, he's not being utilized the way in which he could. C. D. Lamb's not having an issue. Uh, when you get down into the red zone, it just comes down to scheme. It's coming down to right. execution. The play that that McCarthy drew up, that Dak threw interception on. Great play call, perfect perfect defense. He guessed right. Execution didn't happen right. Mm-hmm. Route was great. Ball was not great at all. Um, turns you know it's a turnover. So, yeah, Michael can Michael Gallop Gallup come out and now. It's like, okay, where's Brandon at now?
2: <laughs> you know, we're yeah, man, Michael
1: Gallup, they <clears throat> you know, they figured out. Everybody asked me how what, I, what my take was on Michael Gallup all through camp, and I'm not a believer to be honest with you. I just don't, I like him a lot. I like him as a human a lot, I like him as a player a lot, but I don't think he's what he was. I, I really yeah. think that knee injury messed him up, whether it be physically or mentally, and he's not what he was. Um, he does not have a, the agility to come out of those breaks the way he, he once did. So, the thing that he's still able to do, he can still run a slant. He can still run a fade, you know, run a go route. Um, those are things that I think he does well. And, and you go back and look at all his routes. What do you run? You're going to go. Mm. You're going to slant. Right? He's going to make a good contested catch. So, he still possesses those abilities. But to ask him to run a comeback or two, you know, uh, a, a, a in and out type route or out and in type route. You know, where he has to be super agile and really shut down his speed and accelerate again. I think I don't think he's the guy anymore for that.
0: Yeah, yeah. the type of the, the type of race is going to wear and tear your actual ankles and your knees, pretty much, really.
1: Yeah, I mean, injuries suck, right? Yeah, Yeah, about yeah. <laughs> it. Yeah. Injuries suck.
3: But uh,
1: uh, the, the I don't get,
3: right? And I'm, I'm still trying to wrap my brain i've got a few questions on this right is here I, I i find it confusing that they're doing this west coast offense and you're seeing schematically down the field a lot of slants a lot of quick passing like Dak's getting that ball out quick and his a dot i think is only just over five yards per attempt yep. right it's yep. not that high at all yep. but what i don't get is why can they not do that in the red zone? That's exactly how you attack the red zone. When it's a condensed field, why are it's they not doing that there?
1: It's a lot less It's a lot less room. A lot less room. I mean, things happen super fast in the red zone.
3: Yeah.
1: You're talking about <clears throat> 22 guys, you know, in that space. around
3: in a small box. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's, it's, it's hard, man. It's hard. Windows are a lot smaller. Decisions have to be made a lot quicker. Less room for error. I mean, it's just a tough place to score. I mean, the good news is you're getting down there so you can even have a conversation about it. Some teams aren't getting to the red zone. Um, That's true. um, That's one box says that they don't have to worry about checking. They're getting, they're moving the ball. They're getting, I think they're averaging about 75, 80 snaps a game right now, which is insane. A lot, yeah. So they're moving the ball really well. They just got to finish off drives. And that's, I think it will happen. Um, I, like, again, I go back to their ability to have their starting office alignment in place so that they can actually run the ball. Um, that, that takes a lot of stress off of Dak's shoulders to have to throw it. And that takes a lot of stress off McCarthy's shoulders in terms of having to come up with schemes that look different every single time to work against those particular defenses. Because, I mean, the, if any coordinator could do it, they would just line up and run the ball straight ahead. Yeah. yeah. That's the best thing to do in the red zone. And then, you know, you have Dak Prescott that can play off of that. I'm so glad that you
0: mentioned the run game. Like I will, and this—if uh, there's one big positive I could really—and we mentioned uh, before we were going off air—is Rico Dowdo. I thought, like his ability—that especially in that one play where against yeah. Arizona, he had four, sorry, seven yeah, I Arizona Cardinals was like, literally right. coming down like the Death Star. Coming down to try and take him out, and somehow, let the uh, the broadcast team said it was like Houdini. He somehow got there and managed to get the first down. I was on my seat when I saw that, and I thought that, that I thought that I thought that could have created the spark for us to get like get everyone going because you could tell from the sideline where the likes of lamb, stuff stuff like the heads were down. The, the demeanor was off and stuff like okay, that. For, yeah. You would you you would think like a play like that would it's like, okay, we, we can get back into this, you know, but I think with that, it just shows that Dodo and and you said this um during training camp that Dodo was worthy of the number two yeah. spot. And yeah. and by by my goodness, he <laughs> is definitely <laughs> well <Yeah>.
1: deserved that <laughs> now for sure. Yeah, some guys just need opportunities, man. And that's really what it comes down to for Rico Dowdo. Um, you know, I don't care what level of sports you're in it comes a lot of it comes down to not only your abilities but do you have confidence and opportunities present confidence situations present confidence coaches present confidence um, systems do as well and i think this is a perfect situation for him right now to really build his confidence he hasn't been he hasn't been given those opportunities in the past and now he's in a position where everybody's like, whoa, I didn't know he could do that. And it's like, yeah, well, he's been capable of doing it. They just hadn't put him in a position to actually make it happen. Yeah. So yeah. now he's being presented with those opportunities and he's making the best of them. Absolutely. Well, Isaiah,
2: thank you. I know you got to run. You have on a yeah. tight schedule. I know you said that, but uh, we appreciate you jumping on with us again. Of course, man. It's okay. good to see you guys, man. Always good to see we'll look you. look forward just, to
0: that like, uh, wide receiver stuff.
2: We want to listen and hear, hear
0: about that this week.
2: Check it out, man. Check it out. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We're, 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 we're actually less than eight weeks till we come over as well. So, nice.
3: yeah. we're coming over to come and see you and we're going to um, bring breakfast rolls in for everybody. Let's
1: make it happen. Barry, don't let me forget about that. You guys. <laughs> 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 Thanks Thanks so much, it's on. All it's right. on. Bye. Bye have you a, good, nice have a good one to see Take him. care.
2: Yeah. Uh, so, but, uh,
0: but I mean, there there was other positives I could think about this game as well, and I I was hoping I could maybe ask squeeze in one more question about uh about this one. Brandon Aubrey, the kicker. Yeah. that's right. He, yeah. he's, know, I mean, he's, I mean, he's, that he's been right, like, but uh, like he's he's, he's, he's been phenomenal. History. Yeah, yeah, he's made history. Yeah, like he has been phenomenal for Dallas. So you know it's crazy because uh, when he missed that for early on in the, uh, he the first game, and everybody's like, "Oh, here we go."
3: Oh no! And now bit, he's bit, just bit,
0: been like, "Okay, this is but, this is but good." We, we here's the thing, nobody. We can actually debunk that first kick because it wasn't our ball that he kicked. Yeah. It was actually the the Giants' ball, he, I believe he yeah. kicked. and he, he, also
3: he, he threw he, he kicked with an offensive ball, not a kicker ball, not a cable. Oh right, okay, so there's a big difference yeah. then, right? Okay, yeah. right, right, right. Got you. Well, they're harder, aren't they? You know, the 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 throwing balls, the, the kicking, the the cables are all you know they softened up, they're a little bit softer, a little bit you know they're a bit easier to kick right okay well, I, I didn't realize that was the case i
0: thought it was it was more to do with the fact that it was using the uh, opposing sides ball or something like that so yeah. but i find the interesting thing is as well is like you could use an excuse for that first kick for brandon Aubrey, but he did come off when he did not expect to come come on so immediately yeah it was under, quick it was yeah. a special it was special teams touchdown so for him like it wasn't really properly warmed up etc like so, Head was not all... in the right place exactly. So, yeah. you could probably say, like, it was a wee bit, oh crap, I'm now in the limelight here. And <laughs> so, but ever since that first, if, uh, that first PAT, he's been
3: phenomenal. Oh, yeah, yeah, well, awesome. Here, here's another one, right? Here's what I like, yeah, is um, let me see a kicker. I like. All kickers, no matter what, even the best, even you know Baltimore's kicker Tucker, he's going to miss a kick eventually, right? Yeah. What makes a good? It's going to happen. It, it, nobody yeah. is going to be perfect on the year. Yeah, right? we, uh, yeah, but,
0: we, 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 yeah, we need to have that expectation that Aubrey will likely miss a kick some will. game, maybe there, the be maybe a couple of weeks down the line, maybe, maybe this weekend. Who knows? But yeah. in terms of in terms of his actual kicking uh, uh, consistency. It's been very straight on. It's been very right between the
3: goalposts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you know what? What I like to see is right. So my kick is Mister Kick. How do they mentally um, sort of readjust? How can they get back on the field? and say to themselves, I've missed the kick, because we've all seen it. We've seen kickers, even really good kickers, that they'll miss one, which leads to two, which leads to three, and it starts to snowball. If Mason Crosby is a great example. Mason, there's there's so many. You can go through so many that have, it's happened to, that when they miss one, it just seems to happen. But what you've seen is you've seen Aubrey miss a kick, but then you've seen him from beyond that, go perfect for the rest of the time yeah. so you, you're seeing a positive response from a negative situation and that's yeah. a big
0: mm-hmm. deal yes yeah. absolutely it's overcoming that adversity from your first ever exactly. snap yeah. in the nfl and to overcome that that just shows that and this was my biggest concern when it comes to the kickers is do, do they have the mental capacity to deal with the pressure hmm? the is the yes
2: Yeah, no, and that's a big point because I think he's still he's still so new in the NFL, so he's still probably riding those, you know, just this this is the this is the top, and and uh, so I'm sure he's still dealing with some of that, and he's handling it really well, I think.
0: I was going to throw a pun. I was going to throw a pun in there, Barry. I was just like Brandon always, certainly having a Cowboys experience right now. (laughs) Hey, yeah, yeah. There you go. Mate, <laughs> uh, is there is there anything else you want to discuss?
3: Um, the only other one I want the the one thing I want to discuss that people have been talking about, and I find it quite funny, and I don't get why people are, when, based right. on one week. And I, I, you know, I'm not pointing fingers, and I know you've been involved in those conversations as well. Paul is Kyle Pitts. I'm going to oh, say, Oh yeah, yeah, sure. Is who? <laughs> Kyle Kyle Pitts, the tight end for Atlanta. (laughs) I'm going to say a straight-up no. Like, it it doesn't make sense to me. I I know it's a lovely conversation to have, but it's 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 a field of dreams. It's
0: not a field of dreams, because let's be honest here, right? We've got four draft picks next year, right?
3: (laughs) Here we go. You're already hitting point number one.
0: Right. Why would we trade away future picks for a guy that's not really done that much under the line. It, it, it could be a system problem, who knows? He may be better under the West Coast, who yeah, knows? Yeah, yeah. But, true, true, but true. we just drafted Schoenmaker, we've Maybe, got Jake Ferguson, and we've got Hendershot, so why on earth do we need another tight end who does pretty much play as a wide receiver more than an actual tight end? Yeah. I do not know.
3: You're hitting all the points. I think, I think I we, sh-
2: we don't hit the panic button yet with these tight ends.
0: I think I'm happy with them. I think I'm
3: I think, happy uh,
2: with
0: them as well. I think this was just a sour grape of a game. It just it just didn't go well in all aspects, and it's just time for Dallas to get their big boy boots on and move forward and look at good fumbles.
2: is moving after you know yards after the catch. I mean, he's he's tough to bring down sometimes. He's oh yeah, he's a big
3: guy yeah he's very he's very um uh what's the word i'm looking for like he's sure, the most he, yeah he's not the most athletic like i'm not saying he's jason witten because jason witten was not an athletic guy you can find you could get himself open what he reminds me of jake ferguson is a little bit more of a more physical blake jarwin less faster but more physical
2: yeah yeah, that's a that's that's a good that's
3: probably a good comparison that way. But like you know, the the bit that also makes me laugh, another point, is people are going, Oh, look at the red zone. Um, we need to go get a Kyle Pitts, a target. And you're like, Well, hold on. It's been one week removed, one week, one sole week, the seven days, where the Cowboys scored two receiving touchdowns against the Jets. Both of them were to tight ends. What are we doing here? What are people saying? We need carpets. Okay. Well, none of our wide receivers have scored a touchdown, but two of our three tight ends have, both in one week, and that was one week ago. Why are we worrying about the time? What the issue is on third down, i I know, you know, Isaiah said there's a schematic thing, but to me what's missing is we need one of those wide receivers, whoever it is. Is uh, <laughs> is that it's missing a it's missing whatever it is it wants to do at the wide receiver position that for whatever reason the the wide receivers aren't getting targeted and it's obviously it's a coaching choice no,
0: within they, the they red are, zone
3: they,
0: they, they are getting targets. City Lamb's had 19 targets so far. It's just unfortunate. no no, no. I, I mean th- in the red zone. And zone. oh right, yeah, of course, yeah. right. I, th- I think that they are being targeted, but I think it kind of just goes back to what Isaiah was saying. It's like, the it's, it's okay when you've got a big, massive open field, you can actually create the better separation, but when you condense that space you've got to be more fast. and more within 20 yards... That's yeah. when more likely errors are going to occur. You need to be very sure that you're able to execute that in a small, smallest space of window. So, I think that's going to be a big primary focus and a lot of practices. Is red zone offense for the wide receivers to it's help you this week? Yeah, it has to be. Yeah, because yeah, um, yeah, but like you can, like like I can of measure with Christian Dallas, Dallas uh, Christian Barmore. Sorry. Barmore, um, that big. Yeah, that's, well, he's questionable. He might be out, he might be playing, but is he going to be 100%? We don't know. But do I feel confident knowing that it's slightly going to be Hoffman and Bass again in the middle with Tyler Smith? I'd be okay with it. I'm being honest with you, mate. I'm being okay with it. I think after considering how they played last week, but Barmore is a different animal compared to what the Ooh. front yeah yeah so it's a more it's a bigger is it's also a litmus test for the o line for these backups
3: it's li- literally going into the fire really so um i mean like i'm on the other side too i don't i'm not a fan of hoffman i just you've see... never
0: been on... I i i don't understand why though
3: <laughs> because he, he like even in preseason you've seen it that and you've you've seen it last week right so There was a lot of um, running the ball when the Cowboys needed to throw the ball. They needed to Mm -hmm. be a little bit faster. They needed to get passing. And you saw, you know, early in the game, there was the delay of game. Um, There was some holding penalties, some pre-snap penalties, like eight penalties on the offensive line in the first half, right? Obviously, it got better in the second half. But, but not all of them were Hoffman, though. No, 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 <laughs> Across the line. Hoffman was right. one of them. Um, and the delay again was as well. But all all of what the Cowboys were doing last week against the Cardinals was because Dak and Mike McCarthy knew that the offensive line, because of those three rookies that had gone in, needed more time to get set to figure out their protections and to know what was happening on the field. That's why things were going so slow. Like, look at our time of possession. Our time of possession last week was thirty-four minutes. It was, was, was thirty-four minute. minutes compared to the
0: twenty. Was it twenty-one minutes? It, it was insane, right? Yeah, we I we had at a... least thirteen minutes more possession than Arizona.
3: It was wild, right? Mm. And, and you think like. The, 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 a lot of the reasons for the time of possession And why it was going so slow Was because they just needed those guys To take the time With Zach and Tyron in there And Biadish it's, it's just it's sharper, it's snappier you, know, you need to go up-tempo You need to go faster You need to get to the passing game quicker Those are your guys Everything oh, yeah. slows down when you've got rookie uh, And especially three And especially five guys that have never played together Everything slows yeah. down
2: you could be right there, Mike, because they brought in another center today. So, so you know, yeah. they they might be agreeing with you also.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I think that Maybe is they more. Some film. Yeah, I I think that one is more down to they're out. Uh, you can no longer elevate Hoffman anymore, right? So he's got to go on the fifty-three man roster, and there's no room. So I think what's going to happen is they brought in Price, who's going to replace Hoffman on the practice squad, and Hoffman's done. uh, uh, The only way to do is to drop someone off the fifty-three.
0: That's true. That's fair. I am just wondering what what else there is. Actually, I I can read out the team stats right now. So, currently, just now in terms of yards passing, um, Dallas is two hundred. No, sorry, three hundred. No, wait, aye, two hundred and fifteen yards passing. No, that can't be right.
3: Per game,
0: uh, yards passing, total yards.
3: What week are you on? <laughs> um,
0: I clearly, I don't. I clearly, I cannot read this diagram properly from ESPN right now. My goodness, you know what? I'm going to scrap it because i Dak's on 647
3: <laughs> okay. yards passing with three touchdowns and one interception.
0: Yeah, I mentioned that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got that. It's more to do with the actual team stats. Team it's stats
3: more... on offense. Uh, they throw in 213 yards per game. 207 passing yards per game and 147 yards rushing per game. They're fourth in scoring with 29 points per game where the New England Patriots are uh, third worst. Hmm. Here's your big one. Du, du, du. Well, OK, right. Well, well, let me do this then, because we, we, we're not going to speak to Barry before the game. We, we might. Usually I give Barry an, a little ring on the Friday. What do you think the final score is going to be, Barry? Just, just I was again? just going to
2: say, let's get to some predictions. Yeah. I get, we can do that, I just so gonna... we can talk about yeah. you guys coming for Thanksgiving and things like that. So
0: Yeah. Yeah. Do, do, do I do a special prediction as well? What type of yeah. highlight we're going to see from the game as well? Because we've we've been started doing that as well. Uh, on mm. the world's team, is like what our score yeah. prediction is going to be, and what is the special prediction going to be like? Is it going to be a yeah, yeah, like two touchdowns from Pollard, or is it going to be three sacks from Micah, or those type of things? So
3: yeah,
0: um, but I can't
3: remember what I did with you when I was with you. I can't remember. I, 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 I never I, I tonight. Was but a Malik Hooker pick six? I think I said something like that. Something like that, I think. Yeah. But but in but terms of the that's... score.
2: Okay, I will say 27-16 Dallas. 26. Sorry, 20, say it again.
0: 27-16. 27-16. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to keep this a really closely tight one. I'm going to say 24-21 Cowboys.
3: Ooh, I had the Cowboys scoring 24, but I've got the the Patriots scoring 17. So it's within a touchdown. <laughs> Okay, and we're
0: actually getting some of the predictions on the chat as well. So we've got Joe, mm. our good friend from Italy. He's going he's Joe's yeah. expecting yeah. another, another 40 banger. Look at that. Yep. So he's going for Dallas 40. Cowboy That Cowboys rebound and, for Bob. Good job, Joe. Hopefully that's yeah. the one. And, just, and I believe it's almost 2 a.m. in Italy, Joe. Um, wow. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is Joe and coming over? Joe coming over for Thanksgiving? No, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've got Patty uh, going for twenty-one seven.
3: Patty, Alice. the Florida
2: kid, she's back in PA now, so she, she um, she's a she's a lifetime lifetime cowboy fan, and used to help put our stuff together as well. So nice.
3: awesome!
0: All right, okay, Barry, what would your special prediction be? Special production. I'm going to go, you
2: know, I'm going to lean. Cause here's, here's, uh, I'm going to go on because of the lineup. I'm going to say, I'm going to do a triple. I'm going to do like a triple crown here. I'm going to yeah, do yeah, go a, a touchdown for Hendershot, a touchdown for Ferguson. And I'm going to say a sack, at least one sack by Sam Williams. Oh, there he's we go. Gonna, he's going to have his coming out game this week. And and so uh, I'll come back to mine after you guys do yours, and I'll tell you why I said that.
0: My special prediction is going to be a bit of a weird one. LVE Strip Sack. Okay. Yeah, I yeah.
3: can say that. I see when you say that. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. Because I'm just looking how, with their interior, with him running in as the middle linebacker running down in the middle. I think he could probably Lama. get to Matt jo- Jones. And, and Matt Jones is not really the most mobile he's quarterback. Down. Right. So we know that. So he's going to be very stationary. We know this game is basically ready for the likes of D-Law and DeMar- D-Law, Parsons, etc. But I think the interesting part is going to be in the middle of their offensive line. So that's what I'm going to say. Because with the likes of Hankins, they're going to get double teamed, etc. It's just going to leave open the door for one of our linebackers, and I'm saying LVE is going to get to Daniel Jones, strip sack, sack him down, and strip the ball off him.
2: Okay.
3: Okay. Like, here's, here's here's my one. Are you ready? Noah Igbane scores another touchdown off a blocked off a blocked field goal.
0: The, right. I I would love to know what the odds of that. Would
3: yeah. Be. And,
0: and a, and a block
3: from Wanya Thomas, yeah, yeah, <laughs> exact carbon copy. No, oh, I wow. imagine that, I, I, I imagine that comes in now. Mike Maybe it would
0: a, explode. I would, I would even put a dollar bet. Ask William Hill to put the odds on that, on that, oh, yeah, yeah, he'd probably yeah, be um,
3: inactive,
0: <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. But uh, we've actually got a good one from Joe to be fair, he's a. I see Dak finally get his receivers involved and get four touchdowns. There we go. There yeah. we go. That's the type of stuff we're looking for. All right. Yeah. Um, Barry, the floor is
2: yours. Okay. Yeah. So um, the reason I said that is uh, those three guys will be at our event this Saturday. So you want to come out ah. and meet Sam Williams, Jake Ferguson, and Peyton Hendershot. <laughs> 2 to 4 p.m. at the Toyota Music Factory Complex. Um, our food, our official food provider, Pacheco's taco, uh, Pacheco's taco bar, put out some great tasty treats. Um, yep. There you go. Um, last week and, and, uh, actually even the, the players all took a plate. They loved it. And, uh, I'll send me a tequila <laughs> and, uh, we'll come out with some, uh, margarita specials and our, and our friends over at Hop and Sting. Uh, John and the team over there will be serving Aluminum Cowboy and their Texas beer. Uh, so some cool, uh, almost like the Silver Bullet, but it's Aluminum Cowboy Bullet. And uh, drink responsibly, of course, but they'll be our official food and beverage providers. 2 to 4 p.m., meet those three guys, of course. It'll be awesome. Kenny the Shark Gantt will be out there doing his Shark Dance Contest. We'll have a couple other treats and surprises, as always. But uh, that's why I picked those. The, the the triplets they're going to do a uh, have a great game on uh, on Sunday as well.
3: <laughs> and, I, can't wait to, I can't wait. to meet Kenny. I've missed him so much. I'm well. Let's let's, we let's do it out there too. In a while,
2: we're, let's promote but, and start getting an early kind of an early um getting everybody's head too, on that Friday after Thanksgiving. We're going to have our, of course our big event on Wednesday before Thanksgiving, and then we're going to the day after Thanksgiving. We're going to end <laughs> up at at our at our you know the guys over at Hopkins thing and we'll have our little get together yeah. with some some players you know some players to be announced so we might have some neat stuff for that as well and we may even have a big name or two so Ooh. Oh,
0: don't tease me Barry seriously
2: <laughs> you know me. When you, when you come to town i always got we always got to make it special so yeah
0: but now yeah, you bring, are yeah. bringing your sidekick with you there <laughs> <laughs> well, christian who's the sidekick <laughs> Yeah. That's the question. Who's the secret? Me or Mike?
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> the,
2: say, does Mike, Mike, do you have a kilt? You might, if you're gonna hang around, oh, with no, course, no, no. Mind, no, no.
3: Don't you worry. Yeah. I, I'll be dressed up, don't you worry. But yeah, not, yeah. Not, so not in a kilt. Me and Lauren will have our kilts. So oh yeah, fine. Lauren,
0: you okay. Yes. I don't know what Jamie's doing. I think he's I think he's gonna go all peaky blinders or all, all of a sudden. <laughs>
3: We know, did. We 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 have been trying to get him to dress up as Austin Powers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: but he's I don't not think gonna, he's up he's for he's, that. I don't think he's up for it. But. <laughs> yeah.
2: All right. Awesome. Well, thanks again so much, guys, and uh, appreciate you as always. You. And uh, it won't be long now. We'll uh, be seeing you soon. But uh, Cowboys get back on track this week. They well. And uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll see how these results and see our our predictions uh, come true next week. So, you know, we had we'll run another one too. Maybe guess the score. The, the two weeks now we ran it, nobody even came close. You know, nobody picked the Cardinals, of course.
3: Yeah. You know, the
2: first game against the Giants, it's like, ooh,
0: you know. So maybe we'll run another one and see how we do. That's the thing. If you're playing a last man standing game and you all pick Dallas, then you're automatically eliminated in that one. Uh, yeah. Yeah, well, I think said like,
2: Vegas with the with the survivors in Vegas, I think they, I think it went down sixty three percent or something like that. Or the survivor is is already gone. Wow, you know, just from those three games, I think Dallas. Who was the other big upset? Denver, uh,
0: I think, as
2: well. Yeah, Denver, I think. Denver but Miami, man. man, Miami's at that Christmas game. Miami, Dallas. Everybody wants to keep that in mind too. Come to the beach, hang out oh. with us there at uh, mm. in Miami for Christmas. Come uh, you know, put your feet in the sand for Christmas and come to the Cowboys Miami game. We're gonna be doing that game, so nice. Come at the yeah. beach with the boys.
3: Yeah. <laughs> oh, but Did talking have- of percentages, I got a crazy fact for you from last week's game, and then I'll let you guys do whatever you're gonna do. But you know on the final drive when Dak threw the interception. Yeah. The Cowboys were predicted to win that game by eighty one percent. After he threw the interception, it
0: was down to one. Wow! Wow! Do you imagine putting like a, that a life bet? It. Like, do you imagine at, before yeah. like that before that live bet, and you had the the odds of like cashing out before the bet? Yeah. And you cashed out right before that interception. You would have been up in a profit there. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. That is crazy. Wow. Yeah, uh, but yeah, but yeah, but Do you want us to run the commercial before we go? Yeah. Okay.
2: Super. One we'll with that. Thanks again, y'all. Go Cowboys! Thanks for hanging out with us, Cowboy Nation. Thank you, as always, for your support. And thank you guys so much. Appreciate you, as always.